All right. Well, we are excited to have the very first episode of the greater community. And I'm super excited to have my friend Marita um, all the way from Anchorage, Alaska, joining us tonight. And um, hopefully we'll have um, also my friend Tom uh, join us here in a little bit as well. Um, so it's pretty awesome for us to be able to do this. And so Marita, um, thanks so much for taking time out to join us tonight. Um, what's new in Alaska? What's going on? You got your, I think you're on mute as well. There we go. Yeah. Um, hi everyone. So my name is Marita. Um, I do have a little presentation. I failed to mention awesome. that earlier, Tom, so I can give my introduction now or later. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and do your intro. That's great. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So um, let me just go ahead and share my screen here. Oh, I think you're going to enable. I'm sorry. I should have mentioned this before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to do that right now. Here we go. Now you're, now you should be good to go. Awesome. Okay. That's all right. We're figuring out all the technical, uh, different technical stuff um, this first week. So thanks for helping yeah. us figure this all stuff out. Most definitely. Thank you guys. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Marita Capelli. My Inupak name, my indigenous name is Mishuk. Um, my first name is also Marshallese. I am both Inupak. Um, I come from Kayana. Um, but I'm also Marshallese, which is in the South Pacific Islands. Um, but the village I'm from is called Gutyak, which means a place from a place where three rivers meet. Um, but I live in Anchorage, Alaska, which is on Dena Inna land. Um, and here you can see pictured uh, my mother in the bottom right corner. Her name is Aksetak or Esther, and then her mother, Panak, and my grandfather, Nuyukun, and my great grandparents, um, Clara and Isaac, and then, sorry, Clara and Frank, and or Kabuk and Gehruk, and um, my my mother's paternal uh, grandparents are Jenny and Isaac or Mahrone and um, yeah, so, um, but the reason I take the time to introduce my family and where I come from is because um, it's important to know your place of origin and, and um, just who you're tied to because if you wanna know who I am, then I would also like you to know um, I, I would not, I'm not me without my ancestors and, and also without those that are gonna come after me. So um, that these are my um, family on my mother's side. And then here you can see to the right is my father. Uh, he just passed away about a year ago, just a little over a year ago. His name is Fred Capelli Sr. And his parents, my Bubu Lidimbwe and my Dimma Adolf. So, my grandmother and grandpa and then my great-grandfather Adolf and I couldn't find another photo of my great-grandmother um, 
by Adolf Capellian. So he was a German sea merchant who went um, to the Marshall Islands and started the Capelli clan there. Um, it's a big clan in the, in the Marshall Islands. Um, oh, also a little tid, tidbit here is um, where we're from, we often introduce who we are um, through our parents and grandparents. Um, for one, you might be related, but also that was our way of taking care of each other because if you're traveling, especially in the olden days, um, you know, it, especially in harsh climate, um, harsh situations, if someone took you in and you wanna return the favor, you do that by taking care of their family. And so I think it's the same way in God's family, you know, like we're, even though we're not related by, um, physical DNA, our spiritual DNA is the same. And so um, we're, we're related in that way. And so that's um, just a little tidbit there. So yeah. yeah, a little bit of my history. So I went to um, Alaska Christian College. And then from there, I these are just, a, I went to a few different schools, but from Alaska Christian College, I went on to North Park University. And so I like to say I'm a Viking, just like many of you guys. <laughs> um, so there I am in the red parky, in the maroon parky with um, some of my friends that came to visit from Alaska. So I was giving them a tour around, around the school. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Ariga is the ministry that I work with. It falls under the Kayak umbrella. So Covenant Youth of Alaska, that's what Kayak stands for. And Ariga is an Inupiaq word, which means I like to explain it is like, you know, when you come in from a hot day and you have a cold glass of water, what, what have you, you know, um, and you just drink that and then when you say Ariga, like that is so good um it, it just means it is it it is good and um, we like to also say it is sweet but not with the sugar connotation it's more like something is so good that it's sweet and so our theme verse is psalm 133 1 how Ariga it is when kindred dwell in unity so this picture that you see here is at the Ariga house so we have um four units and it's two buildings and in this in the middle there we have a fire pit and a picnic table and this is where we often gather um, over meals and to have worship and play games and um, it's it's got a nice ambiance there and so uh, we're still meeting in person at the moment um, covid friendly you know wearing masks hand sanitizer um, staying six feet apart but it it definitely is different when you ask tom when you ask what's new there's there are, <laughs> as with everywhere there's so many things that are new um with the ministry but that's this is um just a picture of what our ministry looks like on the ministry night so and then this is also the basement in the Ariga house. So in the winter, when it gets too cold, uh, we get to meet down here, which is such a blessing of a space. And you can see there's um, um, a projector screen there. So uh, we can watch movies, people play their games, Xbox, whatever down there. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a really nice space. And they're, they've been working on renovations through, uh, we've had people come in and donate their time and resources to help um, make this space comfortable. And, and we're still, it's still a work in progress, but yeah, it really is a blessing. So 
um, really a, what I put here is that I, the work that I do is like, I just get to work with young adults and I help them learn how to be an adult, especially those that are um, indigenous coming from the villages and um, moving to the city. It really is a culture shock for so much. Um, it's, you know, even for those that live in the city and go off to college or find a new job, it's still a culture shock, but when you're coming from a village, it's like you're stepping into a whole different world. The, the way that people think and um, the way that people operate, it's very different um, with the Western mindset. So um, we just help them navigate that and, and all the while um, learn, learn how to live and, and love, um, receive creator's love. Awesome. So, yeah, this is just some of our, some activities we've done together. Um, we like to play a lot of games you can see and in the bottom right corner, it's it's really small, but um, this is when we went to the Alaska Federations of Natives as a group. Um, they have a Kuyana night. Kuyana means like, thank you. Uh, but it's just a group of, I mean, it's just a night full of dancing. Um, and so we got to enjoy that and celebrate that. And that's one of the aims for Ariga um, is to really celebrate who we are as creator has created us to be. And whether you're indigenous, whether you're um, not indigenous, you know, um, we, we talk about these things and how we can walk alongside each other. And, um, and it, you know, we're not perfect in that, but that is one of the aims. And um, we're still trying to, to build that up and, yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, we had Harry Potter night outside in the green space um, at the Ariga house one night. And I just, we like to have a lot of fun together. Um, and just a couple of prayer requests. We have a young adult retreat coming up. This, it's in two weeks. So wait, one, two, yeah. It's the 25th, the weekend of the 25th. So, um, and it's, you know, it's all interesting because we're not gathering in one spot anymore. We're sending people out to different ministry sites and uh, we'll be doing things on Zoom and then doing things with each ministry site and then um, trying to facilitate fun and also education. And um, it's it's a little, a little tricky at this point, but, um, but we're doing it so if you could just pray for that and also um just some recent news from one of our young adults he he just lost his mother due to COVID-19 complications and um this was just a couple of days ago and so it's uh you know when when the virus starts to impact your community when it really hits close to home it just um it really causes you to pause and to think like, okay, what are we doing to really protect and to love those that we serve? Are we really serving them or, yeah. So just, I think those are the conversations that are coming up as well. Cause you know, we, yeah, I don't even want to talk about the, <laughs> the yeah. discussion on masks and all that. Um, Cause I, I can see both sides and yeah, I won't go there, but <laughs> okay. Okay. yeah. So that's who I am. <laughs> awesome. Well, and while you were presenting, Tom joined us. So hello, Tom. Good to see you. 
Um, I'll let you introduce yourself as well. Obviously, you have some similar work that you do, but I'll give you let you kind of introduce us to some of the specifics of what you do in your role. Yeah, while they're here, I just want to show you uh, my two my two sons. Hey, boys, come on over. I just want to want them to see you. We're outside. It's still nice up here. Uh, sunshine. Uh, this is Isaac. Isaac is seven. He's in the second grade, and uh, here in the valley, we're doing in-person school. Um, and uh, this is Jackson, his younger brother. Jackson and just turned three, and oh, yeah. uh, he's home with me. Uh, he's got his biker's helmet on. He's been riding his bike. Um, Isaac uh, is uh, I'm Yupik Eskimo, um, and uh, uh, my Yupik name is Itgachangak. It means cute foot or little foot. Um, uh, in our in our culture, we're named after um, people uh, who, uh, yeah, we're we're given we're in, our names are inherited from um, uh, relatives, loved ones. Uh, so I inherited my great grandpa's English name. His name was Tom Nelson, and his uh, Yupik name Itgachang. I inherited both his English and his Yupik name. Jackson, his Yupik name is Napakalra. Uh, it means like a signpost in the ground, kind of like a trail marker in the country so that you know you're still, uh, it's kind of a marking spot. And Isaac, his Yupik name is Ikitugok. Um, He's named after my grandpa and his name means wild celery. Uh, yeah. So those are my boys. Hey, thanks boys. And you can tell mm -hmm. Isaac, you can tell Isaac I like his t-shirt because I've got a, <laughs> I got about a three foot Darth Vader uh, statue in my office. So if we were sitting in my office, I'd turn my camera and show you. So he's got cool. a three foot Darth Vader statue in his office. He likes your shirt. Yeah. Awesome. He's a big, he's a big Star Wars fan just from books. Uh, he hasn't seen the movies yet. So awesome. Um, well, hey, he's got a lot, thanks, to, lot to learn. Thanks boys. I'm going to need you guys to go play. Okay, go play. They were super curious. I just wanted to get that out of the way. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. So Marita kind of gave us the Anchorage side of things, but you're in a little bit different spot. So tell us a little bit about kind of where you are and what you're what you're up to these days. So um, I'm just north of Anchorage. It's about a 45 minute drive from my house to uh, uh, Anchorage there. And we're in a smaller community um, out here in the valley. We call it the valley. There's about four towns that um, are a part of the valley. Uh, and um, I actually moved down here uh, to be the youth pastor at our the Covenant Church here, Matsu Covenant Church. Pastor Rick Milliken is our is our lead pastor. Um, I've been doing youth ministry for uh, 20 years, 22 years, um, and young adult ministry for. Uh, going on 12 years now, and um, just recently I stepped away from youth ministry um, and uh, full-time with uh, the young adult ministry. Uh, most of my ministry has been as a tent maker, so within this last uh, three years, this is the beginning of my fourth year, um, these, these last three years I moved to full-time with Covenant Youth of Alaska, and um, uh, they've been around. I'm a young 41 years old, uh, and kayak has been around since I was um, 12. And okay. so I've, I've seen kayak from uh, its inception, and kayak itself is a very young ministry. 
um, but uh, uh, our two directors, our executive director Byron and and um, uh, the associate John Higgy have been um, very faithful over these uh, close to 30 years now that kayak has been around. Uh, that ministry has played a huge part in uh, my faith, uh, just growing in the word. Um, uh, our Bible camp, we have one Bible camp in Unicleet with the Covenant Church, uh, and uh, they minister to over 30 villages. And um, that camp is, has a real special place in my heart. A lot of formative, um, just basic theology, you know, basic uh, faith building messages uh, that have really uh, have, a, have had a good foundation for me. Um, I started when I was 19 at our local church back home in my hometown of Bethel, which is uh, about an hour, 747, just directly west of Anchorage. Uh, you can just go west until you hit the coast uh, of Alaska. Uh, small town, about um, close to 7,000 people in Alaska and Western Alaska, that's really huge. Yeah, uh, yeah. close to 7,000. So um, it's a hub. Um, it's surrounded by about uh, 50 some uh, Yupik Eskimo villages. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's home. And cool. I end up some of you might notice my sweater here. I, I married a gal from Omaha, Nebraska. I always just tease people and say I wanted to make sure I didn't marry my one of my cousins. Um, <laughs> So I'm married out of state. Uh, I found her, um, she was uh, on staff with Alaska Christian College in Soldatna here in, here in Alaska, just south of Anchorage. And um, uh, our paths crossed a few times during ministry events. And uh, so we've been married now for 12 years. And awesome. um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, young adult ministry. I've been here in the Valley now. Um, like I said, four years, and uh, I do, uh, I speak a lot. Um, I do a lot of worship leading. My, my, those are my two gifted areas as uh, worship leading and, and speaking. I love playing the guitar. Um, a huge part of my devotional life is just me and the guitar and, and Jesus. Uh, I also write a lot of songs. Um, just most recently, I wrote one called I Make a Good With My Hands. It's I watched a, that. You have your own YouTube channel. Yeah, I, um, it's a parody. Some of you guys might know John Mayer, the, uh, the, the great musician. He's one of my favorites yeah. just for his musical ability. And it's a parody from one of his songs. Um, so it's got his tune. So anyway, uh, but um, yeah, we're, uh, I've kind of transitioned also uh, just now that I'm in my, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, halfway to, to where most of us uh, in America are for life expectancy. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of um, uh, in the leadership role uh, this last year and a half or so with Kayak. So, so more than just the young adult ministry here in the Valley, but a part of the leadership team where we plan statewide events. Uh, and uh, uh, our team really does the, the initial heavy lifting for our, our events. Uh, we decide uh, what, you know, like during this COVID season, how we would operate uh, in, in all of our gatherings. And from there, we kind of disperse the information, et cetera. Um, and so just recently, I've been um, uh, more of uh, the, the head leadership team. And uh, Marita and I are going to now be helping with um, Kayak's uh, Indigenous Leadership Fund, 
so that we can have more local Alaskans here um, in our ministry and uh, and uh, be able to be take uh, provided for uh, when they step into kayak ministry. So and that's something that I want to talk about at the end because one of the things, one of the reasons why we are doing this show is to obviously broaden people's horizons to the what's happening outside of Community Covenant Church in Lenexa, Kansas, but it's also for people to be able to get connected or also support ministry. So we're going to actually provide a link at the end of this for people to be able to contribute directly to that fund at the end of this tonight. So hopefully uh, that will be something that will happen as they hear kind of your stories. Uh, can you guys talk a little bit about, um, you know, you both have talked about young adult ministry and Marita, you touched on kind of some of the roles that you play in the formation of young adults. Can you talk about maybe some of the unique opportunities and challenges that, you know, you see young adults facing in your context and maybe, yeah, just like why Adiga is so crucially important in your context, both of your contexts. Okay, I'll go first. Pointing at you. <laughs> that was a good lip reading there, Tom. <laughs> uh, okay, um, one thing that comes to mind is identity. And, um, and I think that's all across the board, no matter where you come from. Identity yeah. is always like just an inherent thing that we um, kind of struggle to figure out, right? Um, so for our young adults that especially come from the village, um, you know, I mentioned that culture shock, um, and even those that are that already live here in this city, you know, finding their place and finding finding who their place in the eyes of God, and not not as um, you know, like God already knows how He sees them, but um, for them to have a shifting in how they see Creator seeing them if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so um, how they view their own identity and reconciling that with creator. And, and also, I, so I would say like one of the challenges is like bringing in like the celebration of um, those indigenous pieces. So, um, and one of the things that we've done, we've started doing at Arigai Anchorage is we're reading from this, um, translation it's called the first nations version of luke and ephesians and so you can find it on amazon this is not i'm not sponsored cool, though, yeah. yeah so it um last week we talked about names and the importance of names and um whether it you have an indigenous name or just you know um who you're named after um and so just just getting to know who you're connected to, um, because in the First Nations version, they change all the names to what they, cl closer to what they mean in the translation, like if it were a Greek name or it would be Greek or Hebrew. Um, mm -hmm. so, so like Elizabeth's name would be Creator's Promise, you know, um, and, and yeah, so doing, kind of like shifting, shifting things a little bit, I would say is we're still trying to figure all of that out. Yeah. So I was curious about, as you, when, you, when you mentioned, that, I was going to ask you both about how has kind of your heritage 
played a role in your formation as Christians? Like, how have you, I, I even, Marita, I noticed you, you use, you call God creator, like you're very intentionally refer to God as creator. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that that was something when I talked with both of you, when I was in Alaska at the different points, that was always, that's something that really fascinated me. And I think probably most of the folks watching this have very little understanding your background. And so that's one of my goals um, for this is to have a greater understanding of, of just the richness that, you know, these different expressions of Christianity in, 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 in context. So if you could talk a little bit about, yeah, how has, how has your, I guess you, for you to my, my just being like, this is just normal, but you know, maybe what are some of the distinctives that your heritage has played in your, your Christian formation? Um, so with me, um, I am a fourth generation, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I'm the fourth generation um, Christian convert. Uh, my great grandpa, uh, I was just sharing this on our um, meeting today. Uh, my great grandpa is one of those in our region whose story is well known. He was mm -hmm. one of the first converts when the first missionaries came. Um, his story is uh, pretty popular with the older people. Um, and uh, he went out to go hunting out in the Bering Sea and he got trapped by some ice with his kayak. He doesn't, he was gone for so long, he lost count of the days. Wow. Uh, he kind of gave up on life, um, just kind of resigned to the fact that he's going to die out in the ocean. Um, he had some very supernatural things happen to him while he was out there. Uh, but uh, he came to after passing out sometime on a Russian uh, trading ship and mm -hmm. was picked up by them and they dropped him off back at the coast and uh, he met some missionaries right, right away. And um, uh, by that time, there, there was a translator in the area, and uh, uh, the missionaries and their message uh, sounded really close to uh, one of our um, teachings on uh, uh, the man, um, or the, uh, we call him uh, the person of the air, person of the sky, uh, and uh, his teachings to us as people were very, very similar to uh, we found out later, of course, um, we it, were very similar to how God taught Israel to uh, at Mount Sinai in the commandments mm -hmm. to take care of the people, the land, uh, and each other, uh, to live in community together, that faith is meant to be lived in community. Um, and so all of that, uh, you know, we found out later. But um, so he was one of the first converts, and then he was also one of the first um local preachers sent out and um uh, so kind of a rich background for um in our region the yk delta region yukon kuskokwim delta like i said that covers about 50 villages um and um so uh you know his his son ended up being um uh, one of uh, the moravian church's uh bishops kind of a pastor of pastors uh, that's my my grandpa my mom's uh, dad um, and uh, he served for 65 years or so 
my dad uh, became a pastor um, not long after he married my mom, and he pastored with the Covenant Church uh, for 30, I think 35 years. And then now he's with the Lord now. Um, and and I've been serving uh, since, since I was 19. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's kind of my background. Uh, like I said, some of our uh, we call in Yupik, it's the, the way we say it is Khanruyutit, and it's trans, the Khanruyutit means words of wisdom. Uh, all of that really reflects, um, like I said, some of the basic teachings that were taught at Mount Sinai, the commands, um, how to live. Uh, and so um, uh, we also had some supernatural events, uh, uh, like in the island just off the coast. Uh, again, uh, they had the same name for him as we did the the person of the sky who or they call actually called him the voice from the sky because um, they can remember him speaking to them just before the missionaries came uh, so that's kind of how uh, at least with our region how uh, the gospel was readily received god had went before the missionaries to prepare us for them uh, very specifically uh, and so uh, that's something I've been at when I go down to Alaska Christian College as guest speaker. I've gone down four times in this last two years, and that's what I've been teaching some of the young adults is to uh, have them pass along that knowledge, that history of how God had um, prepared her people pre-missionary. Yeah, well, that's such a good word, too, because I think so often, you know, my people will go on mission somewhere and feel like we're bringing Jesus with us. Like we put him in our pocket and take him with us to a location. And we forget that God is, God is doing a work, you know, ahead of us and is, is, has been preparing the soil, you know, and as God is, you know, Paul talks about God reveals himself to, to all, to all people. And so I, yeah, it's encouraging. I think that was when, when, when you spoke to our group, Tom, last summer, that was one of the things that people were just like, really, really interested in because it was, they had never heard those connections. And I think sometimes, yeah, we kind of, there's an arrogance about like, well, God's not going to show up until we go. And it's like, uh, no, God, just give us the eyes to see what you're already doing rather than kind of this idea that we're bringing God anywhere. So yeah, that's, that's, man, that's rich. Marita, for you, what, sorry, I don't know if you had more to share, Tom, but. Um, um, I was just going to say, you know, our history is not without like um, some of the, some stuff that other places have experienced it, you know, not very positive missionaries right. kind of uh, affecting uh, culture, thing, you know, so it's not without its um, uh, imperfections. Does that, and maybe it's a question for both of you, do you find some of that history, as much as you're teaching the positive history, is some of that history also work against you as you're sharing about Christ with other Native people? Do you find you have to sort of unpack, decouple the gospel from like a human expression of it rather than, you know, that's so often like down here in the lower 48, when I see people that walk away from the church or kind of hold the church at arm's length, I find that their, their, art, their issue is more with an expression of Christianity, not with Jesus himself. It's more with like what Christians people have done in the name of Jesus rather than actual than Jesus. So I don't just, yeah, I wanted to just kind of see like, what, what are some of those obstacles? And 
Marita, you didn't get a chance to share about your heritage either, so I don't want to just skip over you. So a lot of things we, a lot of things to talk about and not a lot of time. So, uh, but we'll just, it is going to be what it is. So. That's a very good question, but I will go back to the heritage part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll can talk about both. We'll talk about both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that one made me smile. It was like, it's like, yes, that's pretty good. Um, I would say very similarly to what Tom shared, um, you know, I, let me see. I would say probably four generations. Um, I'm also a fourth generation Christian um, in my family, but um, I've seen my family struggle so much like, um, and, and I'm not gonna question their faith, you know, but just with a lot of, just because I understand like historical trauma, intergenerational trauma, all of those different things that lead to other struggles in life. So, um, but my grandmother was a very strong Christian woman and um, we had to go to church every Sunday and Wednesday and um, she would watch it. I, I always, I like to share the story. Our house was right by the church and when she got too old to go to the church, she would watch us from the window and make sure we mm -hmm. went to church. Um, <laughs> But as, as far as like my um, indigeneity goes, I would say, um, you know, being connected to the land and um, I think that really does help you see things in, um, in a different way when you're reading the Bible um, because, because those stories are indigenous stories, you know, um, they're, there really was no, I mean, when you think about who Jesus was or is and who the Hebrew people are, you're like, oh, they're, they, they lived off the land and they, they went to other villages and, you know, married people and, and found safety. Um, and there you just see a lot of similarities um, in those ways. Um, but, and, you know, there are so many metaphors about, about, plant life and nature. And so when you stay connected to plant life and nature, then I think those stories really, you get to see them in a different way. Um, but also um, we, we too um, in my region, which is the Northwest Arctic region. So it's like above, like kind of like above the Arctic circle, that area, um, Northwestern Alaska, we have um, someone close to I don't know who you, then who was the name that you mentioned, Tom? I know you mentioned Slamua. Slamua, the person of the air. Yeah. Uh -huh. But who was the person that like foretold? Oh, so in, in our culture, nobody can remember exactly who, but they all have the same story that, you know, they, they all say my parents told us. My oh. Grandpa my grandparents told us. Yeah. And in McCorriac, uh, there was a specific guy, um, Robert Kolarek, who told my dad about the voice, the voice from the sky. Cool. Oh, man, that's I, I love those stories. Um, but we have someone very similar. His name is Maniluk, and he was born in my region, um, the Nana region. And um, basically, he referred to um, creator or God as or Creator revealed himself as which means 
father and son, father and son, source of intelligence, source of light. And the way he revealed himself to Maniluk was through a bird. He spoke to Maniluk through a bird and that's um, how the story goes. And so um, when we speak about heritage and the foretelling of Christ and, you know, we just, I think of stories in the Bible, you know, um, Balaam and his donkey, uh, you know, there's a snake spoke in the garden. There's, um, you know, uh, so just seeing like the way that you view these stories in the Bible is just, you see similarities in there. So, so some of the stories are not as surprising. It's still like weird, you know, cause it's like what an animal speaking. Um, but I, I grew up hearing those stories and not just from the Bible, but also um, supernatural things happening. Like if, there was this woman in danger and um, a dog spoke to her and um, or they believe that it was the Lord speaking to her through the mouth of the dog. And so when you hear those stories growing up, then it's not so weird when you read these stories in the Bible. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I Just listening to you, it, it almost feels like in some ways there are fewer barriers culturally for you guys then for for us sometimes like our faith is so individualized you know it's a person rather than a people and we almost have to like re you know in my context i feel like so often i have like we were i was uh serving communion this last sunday and we were, we were talking about communal confession you know because we talk about you know confessing our sins before we receive the elements and things like that and and so often in in kind of white Anglo culture, it is it is about like my my barrier between God rather than what are the what are the broken things in our community that we need to bring to God and how does communion bring? I mean, community is in the word communion. You know, it's it's part of that. And so you know, we are we have to like really work to get that because our kind of European culture is so you know, so individualistic. So it's interesting listening where it's like, yeah, I can see there's just a, like a, some natural bridges that I think are harder for us to cross. Now, having said that, I'm sure there are probably, there are probably some obstacles that you'd have to overcome. So what are, what are, what are those obstacles that you find that make it challenging to, to talk about Jesus or to share the gospel with, with the folks that you work with? So some of the challenges with our people, like I said, our history, even though we have such a, um, a rich history as far as how God prepared us, uh, it's not without its, uh, its, uh, its ugly side. Uh, some of the second, second wave of missionaries that came um, weren't maybe the best uh, representatives of, uh, of um, you know, just, uh, instead of adapting to the culture, they said, you have to become like us, you know? And so that's where you get a lot of, I mean, and that's and that, even that second wave of missionaries was still quite a long time ago. And so um, the, the history is jumbled and skewed, you know, uh, our enemy does a good job of um, uh, really harnessing that, that history to make it seem like that's the only history that, yeah. Yeah. that's you know and some some families will say that and uh that's why i 
I, this last uh, two years, I've really, with this kind of came up uh, um, in our ministry here in Alaska about four years ago, this whole idea of, uh, you know, people saying, well, well, we need to get back to our culture, which is, has nothing to do with Christianity, you know. In other words, they saw Christianity as just another belief system to choose from, as opposed to the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, that's uh, the ugly side of Christian history in, in the area has, uh, I mean, Marita and I probably can tell you a few names of people today who just, uh, who have either walked away uh because they've grabbed on to the idea that i need to get back to my roots which is before christians came yeah. before missionaries came yeah. um and they're just kind of throwing everything at, like the saying goes throwing the baby out with the bath water yeah so yeah that's just part of uh with the my region that's kind of where i've seen some young adults i mean you know in their night late teens early early 20s um just stepping away from faith yeah uh, because of the one-sided history i should say yeah well and it it's a good it's really helpful for me to hear that because i think as of somebody whose job is to you know mobilize teams into mission often cross-cultural mission and we talk about this i'm wearing actually my t-shirt that we wore up to alaska and i've got my my kayak uh, emblem on the on the sleeve here. But you know, we talk about that, you know, when you're walking through an airport, and you're walking into a different culture, you know, you might be the only, you know, you, you really represent a version of Christianity in, in good and bad, right? You know, so, so, you know, if, if, if I'm walking into um, a situation where, you know, I'm, disrespecting or or you know trying to just take control of a situation or i mean that's, i think that's the one thing i loved about my conversations with byron and he talked about you know the indigenous leadership initiative that kayak has i said that's it, that's what said man this is a this is the partnership like I, I i think it's so beautiful that that there's been a kind of a recognition in some of the more recent movements of saying man, it's, it seems like it's way more healthy to encourage leaders that come out of a culture and come out of a community rather than trying to import, you know, like, cause like you're saying, I think a lot of missions have come and we've given off the impression of, um, in order to be a Christian, you have to be like me. You have to just, it's not just, yeah, it's not just like a message. It's everything that comes with it. It's, worshiping the way that I worship and speaking the way that I speak and dressing the way that I dress. And, you know, in the lower 48, I mean, we could get, obviously we could, we only have like 15 minutes left, but we could spend a long time talking about the history of the American church and indigenous people, you know, throughout all of the states of just coming through and trying to reculture people and, or transform culture and not in a kingdom way in just a, I, you know, let me, let me, let me export this, this version of Christianity as the way. And it's like that cultural thing is not the way it's the, the gospel is the, you know, the, the message is the way what this, so I think that's, that's something that, 
was part of the reason why I was so excited that you two were my very first um, guests on here because I, 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 I really think it's important that um, indigenous voices don't, I don't think get a lot of play in, in our um, subculture of Christianity. And uh, I just, I, I, I mean, I think Rita, you and I had a three hour breakfast uh, when I was up there last time. Like I, I just love hearing, I love, I love hearing you guys share. I think it's, it's, uh, there's a real richness to what you share. There's a lot of things I think that we can learn and, and even repent of as, you know, and to even really think about, rethink, you know, if, if we're bringing a team of people from Kansas City to Alaska, like what's the most helpful thing that we can be doing rather than saying, okay, we're going to come up there and in our seven days, we're going to change everything that, you know, it's like, okay, that's pretty arrogant. So what, what is the role of a, of a team from the lower 48? So I think, yeah, I really appreciate this exchange. So it's really, really helpful. Um, what are some of the, as you talk about people that have walked away, what are some of the um, objections that, you know, you hear from some of those young adults who say, yeah, I just, I can't do this Christianity thing. Like what are some of the more common objections that you hear? Uh, like I said, uh, it's uh, the the history that's uh, very one-sided, uh, as opposed, you know, the missionaries uh, who told us we have to, you know, assimilate. Uh, the word yeah. that's been used a lot uh, in this last couple of years is colonization. Yes. You know, that's a big one. Um, and so, uh, destroying culture, the loss of culture uh, in some communities. Um, uh, with the Yupik culture where I'm from, um, the the language is still very strong. Uh, we are, I, I think we're pretty unique in our history and the strength of our culture. There's, I mean, there are other other cultures in Alaska. There's, I think there's close to 25 to 30 indigenous people groups up here. Mm. Um, and so Yupik just being one of those. Um, but uh, um that's and the assumption too that it's a white person's uh, religion uh, because the history is not passed on in some communities. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why do you need to live like a white person? Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and some of the uh, um, uh, it's mainly this thing of getting back to culture, mm -hmm. uh, which means getting rid of. Uh, uh, the white person's religion so yeah 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 do you think to add to that marita just asking like what are some uh, uh, um, objections that you hear from some of the young adults that you've worked with or some of the young adults that you've seen kind of reject christianity what are some of the objections that you you hear or kind of common themes that come up and you can be real here you, you can be I'll, <laughs> Um, sorry that I missed what, what you fully said there, Tom. Um, yeah, just, just really, yeah, just, I'm, I'm interested to hear kind of, yeah, what, what are some of the, the major ob objections that you hear from some of the young adults that you work with that cause them to kind of reject Christianity as, as a, as a faith? 
Yeah, I'm, I don't know that I would call it objections. I would, challenges for sure. Um, yeah. and, and I think part of it is like, there, it's twofold. There's like a rewiring of identity and how they see themselves, um, but also um, like when, when um, Tom Mute was sharing about um, them throwing the baby out with the bathwater, you know, um, or the, the <laughs> desire for some of them to do that, um, I would say is, you know, just, just them wanting so badly to um, connect to their roots and and to um, to love who they are. I think um, that's where the challenge comes in is that in order for me to really embrace who I am, I need to get rid of this um, belief system that was brought in that told me, that told my ancestors I am not smart, I am not beautiful, I am not all of these things, and I am all these things. So, so there's, um, yeah, it's, it's complex. Yeah. And, and so that's where like trying to bring in the celebration of, um, of our indigeneity, you know, um, yeah. how and, and to redeem certain things, you know, like, singing, singing in your native tongue, dancing, and, and what does that look like? Do we know what those traditional songs meant? Like are, because some of the songs were not honoring to creator, like some of those songs as, you know, when we talk about being in touch with the spiritual realm, um, I, I have stories, you know, I've heard stories of um, people dancing, Inupak dances, and they're feeding the fire meat and, and a, of um, a being that looks like a wolf, but it like jumps out and like takes the meat, you know? And, and that's not every dance, but you know, I know that some missionaries saw that and said, okay, this is evil. So sure. you can't do that anymore, but not all of the dances were evil. So how do we, how do we redeem that yeah. and bring that back to honor creator? And so like, let's sing a new song, let's do a new dance and, yeah. And, um, you know, so uh, I would say it's more of a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. So so to, as we kind of, we just have a few minutes left, unfortunately, this this I knew this hour was gonna go super fast, but um, what would be your dream for the young adults that you work with and the church in Alaska? Like if you could, if you like, like, this is what you're praying for. This is what you're seeking God's face for. Like, what, what is that? Like, man, I just, I pray that this happens in my lifetime. Boy, right away, I can tell you right now, um, with this specific ministry and then also with uh, the other denominations um, in Alaska uh, to really have uh, the local indigenous people um, practicing their spiritual gifts uh, um, and everyone doing it so that mm. we uh, you see less people having to um, we're still in the stage with Covenant Youth of Alaska where we are we're still inviting a lot of outside people outside meaning not from Alaska 
to come and be on staff. And that's where my voice this last three years has really challenged Kayaktus to, to say, um, you know, this is a part of our, our um, ministry goals is to disciple and raise local leaders. That means you need to start with somebody who you, you know is not ready. You have to make the first step. Um, there's some fear involved uh, because of, you know, uh, immaturity uh, that someone might have or, or perceived immaturity. Um, but uh, uh, we've made a, a, a good first step this last two years uh, with our interns, with uh, people who are, uh, who were reaching out to um, coming out of Alaska Christian College, some of the students, um, uh, standouts from that ministry there mm. um, but the dream is to see um, you know to work myself out of a job and to keep um, inviting people to to step in uh, it in my mind it's not very far mm. it, it's not far um, but uh, I know that's where that's 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 my that's my consistent voice with kayak is to say stop looking elsewhere we have everything we need right here everything mm -hmm. you don't have to go elsewhere because you what you see around you is you you see it as not ready you see it as immature you see it as um you know whatever the whatever the reason is uh so yeah that's that's my uh, that's what I believe the Lord is, has, has used me for and will continue to use me for for a while, for a long mm. while. That's beautiful. Yeah. But for you, Marita, what's, what's your dream? Um, I just have a commentary for that. <laughs> what yeah. yeah. Um, that reminds me a little bit about Al Tizan's book, um, who Altizan, who is the executive minister of Serve Globally, um, his book, Whole and Reconciled, where he talks about being a person of color and part of the marginalized community and um, him working with um, basically Western or dominant culture people and, you know, um, him having to shift his mindset to like, I'm, I deserve to be here. Like, I, I can do this job, you know, so. Um, yeah. Anyhow, we just That's got good. reading That's that book. <laughs> That's a, great. It's on my stack of to read. So yeah, it, it's definitely it's a must read. Um, so let's see my dream um, piggybacking off of what Tom <laughs> just shared. That was all really good. Um, I would say in the healing aspect of things, you know, um, just to see more of our young adults. Um, being sent out so um very similar to what tom just shared uh you know when we're talking about doing missions or um like going out to do ministry in the villages and whatnot for especially the ones that are here in the city or even other villages but for them to be able to go out and to minister to each other um, and to speak truth and wholeness and into each other's lives and um just to see to see them really like really we want this to be a young adult led and empowered ministry and and um we have seen growth in those areas and um yeah i think i think we're definitely stepping up in that 
area. Um, so yeah, that's part of the vision, part of the dream and just to see to see um, more healing and less of the the numbers that Alaska is, you know, the statistics that Alaska is all is known all too well for. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, as somebody who also is working with young adults, it just it's exciting to see, you know, yes, there are unique challenges, but I think there's also a lot of hope and a lot of um, fire you know, think about all of the major Christian movements that have happened throughout history have happened through younger people and their passion because they haven't gotten old and cynical like a guy like me, you know, <laughs> they, they still have hope that things can change and, and uh, that we can, you know, realize this vision that God has given. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so for those of you watching on YouTube, whether it's live or whether you're watching this recording, in the chat box, there is a link for you if you want to donate to uh, Kayak to the, the, the fund that Tom talked about earlier. Um, Tom, can you talk just a little bit more about that um, Indigenous Leaders Fund that has been established and kind of the vision behind that? Yeah, so, so like I just shared earlier, um, this last about a year and a half, I've been on our leadership team, um, which has been driving the ministry in Alaska. Um, and uh, that was one of the things that um, both David Rurick and I really challenged our, our, our team with was to, um, to stop thinking about uh, trying to have locals be supported uh, in the same way that um, uh, old missionary, the old missionary model of yeah. raising support and going yeah. does not need to happen for local converts, for local people. Yeah. And uh, Kayak has been fo following that model still up to, you know, just up to recently. Yeah. And so I've also challenged our crew to say, we don't, we, we need to think like local people, not like uh, missionaries. You don't, you don't go to a country and tell the people you brought to Jesus to say, now you need to go raise support. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so um, the very first step of this is is uh, uh, with the fundraising that uh, the connections that we already have, you know, they're kind of all around the country, the various churches, um, denominations, is mm -hmm. to speak to those people first and say, I know you've been supporting me with kayak or our ministry, but please consider moving your support just to this fund. Yeah. So we can have a base to uh, provide for local Alaskans yeah. uh, to, so they, they don't have to fundraise. Yeah. Um, and so um, the second big idea is to, to go past the first step right away. Uh, is, and what I mean uh, when I say that is that it's not just indigenous people who are going to be benefiting from this, um, you know, uh, well, I have so many friends who are not indigenous people, but this is their home. You know, the yeah. third generation Alaskans. Yeah. Uh, but they are not indigenous, but this is their home just the same. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of uh, uh, white friends who speak Yupik uh, fluently. You know, the mm -hmm. group speaking Yupik. Um, I don't even speak it fluently. Um, you know, so uh, it's 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 not just. Uh, 
the initial step is to, you know, to say the focus is for indigenous people. That's the foundation. And then the, the next um, goal is to say, this is not just for the Alaskan indigenous, but for the local Alaskans. Yeah. Uh, which is nice because uh, you're not segregating. You're not, um, uh, you're not just looking at one people group. Like I said, there's, you know, 25 to 30 indigenous people groups here in Alaska. So yeah. you, once you go past that, um, you're starting to look at the whole body of Christ now. Yeah. as opposed to just just indigenous people yeah. um, it's also it's also dangerous to only focus on indigenous culture you know yeah. that's not what the gospel is about the gospel is about every person of every culture which includes um uh the european culture the european american culture white america um you know that's uh, that's a big part of the body of christ too so um but that's the, the initial, that's kind of the background behind all of that is to have a fund so that local Alaskans who we are moving into leadership can just step right in. Because as of right now, you have to go fundraise first before you come yeah. on. Schools, and it's on a huge staff. hurdle, especially if you don't have a network of people that you built up, right? That's a huge hurdle to, to overcome. So I've uh, made the invitation to so many people and say, hey, come serve like me. And they're just like, I don't want to fund. The first thing they say is, I don't want to fundraise. <laughs> yeah. And it's, a, it's such a negative hurdle to think that in order to serve Jesus in your community, you have to go fundraise first. Right. Blah. Yeah. No, I get it, man. <laughs> I've been there. So I get it. I get it. Well, I thank you both so much for your time. Um, I hope to, as this show goes on, I'd like to have you back maybe in 2021 once we're hopefully out of this COVID season and you can talk about kind of the different dynamics once, once those restrictions are lifted. But um, uh, if people want to learn more about your ministry, it's kayak.org, correct? C-Y-A-K.org. Um, and you both are on social media. So if people want to come find you on social media, they can come find you. Um, but, um, and if, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, in the chat box, there is a link to cccks.org slash give. And then the drop down, if you select that general missions fund, um, those monies uh, will be going. To, we do have money set aside to go towards that fund that Tom was just talking about. And uh, we really believe in its, its value. That's why the, the missions team put that in the budget this year, because we really believe that in this this dream that, that Tom and Rita both have and um, that many... Alaskans will be raised up into, into leadership and uh, will be able to kind of do ministry without the, the hindrance of having to go fundraise. So we pray that that will be a reality. Um, so I would love to offer prayer for you both before we sign off tonight. Does anybody else have one, any final words for, for the folks? Kuyana, thank you. Hmm. Yeah, same. Guyana Chaknak. Thank you very much. Awesome. Father, we do we thank you, God, for um, these relationships that can happen across many miles over um, the internet and the connections we can make and looking at these opportunities, even in the time of many obstacles that COVID has presented us this year. God, we just we just pray that um, 
in this season that you would use the ministry of kayak in a dynamic way in uh, throughout the state of Alaska and through all of these young adults that they're working with in the youth. Um, God, as they continue to develop innovative ways to and creative ways to make connections and build relationships and point people to Jesus. God, I would just pray for your favor on their lives, their ministries, their families. God, uh, we just pray that uh, for great abundance and God, your richest blessings on, on them, both in their families and, and the whole Kayak family. God, just thank you so much uh, for this opportunity to have this conversation this evening. Uh, we love you so very much in your name. Amen. Thank you both so much. Um, I hope to be able to get back up there sometime soon, be able to get back on an airplane so, and bring some friends with me. So we will, uh, we'll see you next time. Take care, take care everybody.